0: Podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One On One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. All right, we are back with another episode. Today, we are going to be discussing coaching, um, and I am joined by two amazing people that you guys have met before. I am joined by two of our coaches, Kathy Baker and Mark Pesson. Guys, welcome.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Um, So we want to talk all things coaching. Um, We're going to try to do this in a short amount of time, Um, so I'm going to kind of let you guys lead this conversation. Um, the, The first thing I want to say is, you know, With coaching, this is going to stretch so much farther than the real estate industry. I think, um, Kathy, we talked about this off camera. Um, Professionals across the board, the best professionals, and we're talking even athletes, um, they all have coaches. Um, And so that is going to roll right into the real estate industry. The best real estate professionals have coaches. Um, So I kind of want your your guys' opinion on that as coaches. uh, Mark, I know you were also an agent back in the day, so you were on the other side of the table um so yeah just kind of just kind of talk about that a little bit
2: well i mean i guess the first thing i would say is that you want kathy and i who are obsessed with coaching to keep it short yeah Um, so that may be a challenge, challenge but we'll do our best for sure
1: well and i think mark and josh this is one of those topics that we can have follow up and we can have more than one conversation about yeah because josh you're right um professional serious professionals do have a coach and if it's tiger woods um he's always had a coach i'm fascinated by that with his skill level and his success level Mm -hmm. but what he's often said when asked about it is he can't see his own swing yeah and when you bring that out of out of an athlete's world and you bring it into real estate i think mark you'll agree what we can't see as real estate professionals is blind spots that's right and patterns and bad habits and that self-talk that we get into so coaching Josh back to your point it's more than skill coaching that's a big part of it but it's also mindset and it's how to approach the business and how to stay engaged and how to stay in love with the business and I think what Mark and I would like to share with everyone today is what are those fundamental components that you have to have to number one have a plan for success with coaching and most importantly to identify a coach. Mm -hmm. So if you're okay, we'll just go ahead and roll with it. If that sounds please jump right in. Um, so Mark, let me ask you this. Um, we're in a time of uncertainty and in the shadow of uncertainty at this time, how important do you feel that a coach is and why?
2: Well, I mean, to both of your points, I think having a coach is always important regardless of what is happening in the market or the economy or in your life. In general, I think having that um, person that can kind of look over your shoulder and help you identify your blind spots and maybe give you a kick in the pants is always going to be a good big component of your success. But especially in times like now, where there is so much uncertainty, I think that as a real estate professional, you really need to look for an individual that um, has some experience in a shifting market or an uncertain market or a down market that can offer you some guidance that can help you figure out where the gaps are in your business currently and really start to help you solve for that. And, and I you know, I can speak from experience because having been in this business for a number of years, um, I remember when we were in the recession and I joined a coaching program as a real estate professional and it made a huge difference in my business and in my career because that coach, and this was more skills coaching than mindset coaching, but that coach really helped me identify where the gaps were and start to plug those holes and it caused me to make a big shift in the way my business grew and the success that I had at a time when a lot of agents were struggling um, to make ends meet. And so I was very fortunate. Um, obviously it was intentional but I entered the coaching program. I was also fortunate to have a great coach that was able to guide me through that time. So I, I think uh, you know, as we look at the current market that we're in, there are so many real estate professionals that don't recognize what's happening, that don't understand what's changing in the market and don't necessarily know how to position themselves in a way to be successful. In a shifting market, and that's where a coach can really come in and help you identify those opportunities.
1: And, Josh, I think one thing that's important for all of our listeners to understand is this is when we, in a market like this, is when we have to focus on abundance and not scarcity. Mm -hmm. I think when we get into that scarcity mindset, um, it's dangerous. And having said that, and this is important, so everyone listen up, before you engage, before you consider, before you even think about spending your money and making an investment in coaching, you have to be committed to be a learner and not a knower. And Mark and I talk about this a lot in class and all the classes that we, that we engage in, but you have to be willing to say, even if you've been through this kind of market, if you've been through one of these cycles, you have to be prepared to not say, oh, I know what's going to happen or I know what this means. You don't. This is very different. Mm-hmm. This time is very different than it was in 2007, 2008. So you have to commit to be open-minded. You have to commit to be One that's hungry and ready to learn and not get into that cycle of scarcity and not get into that cycle of I'm going to close up and I'm going to lock it down because I think that's when we get into trouble. Mark, would you agree with that?
2: Um, I completely agree with it. and And to just add to what you said about not feeling like you have it all figured out, even if you've been through a cycle like this before, the real estate market in the industry was very different. The last time we had a cycle like this and in today's day and age with social media and with the marketing strategies that exist and with digital. And there are so many ways that you can succeed in the current real estate market that probably didn't exist the last time we had a cycle like this. And so I think to be open-minded and be willing to try new things and different things to apply to your business probably is something that everyone should be open to right now. And and that's one of the things I love about our organization and our coaching programs is that we're literally teaching agents how to implement these new systems into their business strategies.
1: Right, and I I think we need to, to be reminded that a coach is a coach, not a magician. And I think a lot of people think I'm just going to hire a coach and magic's going to happen and my business is going to improve and I'll live happily ever after. And that's not the way it works. Um, a coach is a coach. And step one, I think is important to look at your business plan. If you don't have a business plan, that may be an indication that you need a coach. We encourage people in this kind of market to go back and pull out your business plan and perhaps even rewrite it in the event that something, um, is not going as planned and it probably is not with the shift in the market, but review that and An important part of that business plan is the budget, because when you hire a coach, you want to make sure that you're financially able to make a long term investment because it's not magic. It's something that's going to take time and it's going to take an investment of time and energy as well as financial. So the first step, Mark, would you agree, is to look at your business plan, make sure that you're willing to be flexible and Uh, adapt to the market and most importantly to listen to the advice even if you don't agree with it um, of a coach I will tell you I've had a coach for the past probably 20 years and it went Josh from a real estate coach um, coaching me on the business to a leadership coach when I got into leadership because I was young and didn't know what I was doing and I was leading people at my parents' age, and I didn't feel like I had the credibility. I certainly didn't have the confidence. So I needed someone in my ear um, to nail even a higher level leadership. So I think a big part of it is to be that learner and to say, to get me to the next level, well, whether it's in production or whether it's in leadership or whatever it is, who do I need to be leaning into? Who do I need to be listening to and gleaning wisdom from? And even if I don't agree with it, be willing to give it a chance. So that's critical um, in that. Yeah,
2: I just and, wanna, I wanna well, emphasize something that you just said, Kathy, What two things you said. One is the business plan and revisiting the business plan. A lot of our real estate professionals do business plans in November, December, but unfortunately a lot don't ever do one. And so I just wanna say to those of you that maybe haven't done a business plan yet, it's not too late I realize it's July, but you can always do a business plan. You could just you could just tailor it for the next five or six months if you wanted to, but I think it's important that everyone has a plan. Everyone has a strategy. And if you have a coach, they can help you modify that business plan so that it fits over the next five or six months as opposed to 12 months because you're going to have to do less, you have to do more with less time in order to achieve your goals for 2022 um, and going into 2023. The other thing I wanted to emphasize that I, you said, which I think is very important for those that are listening, is you have to hire the right type of coach. So you mentioned business coaching, leadership coaching. There's a lot of different types of coaches out there. And you have to identify what your goal is and then make sure that that coach is able to help you achieve that particular goal because a life coach or a business coach or a mindset coach or a leadership coach, like they all have different different skill sets and different strategies. And it has to make sure that just because someone said they're a great coach, doesn't mean they're a great coach for you right now. Maybe they're a great coach for you later. I think that's critically important to choosing the right
1: coach. Well, um, so let's talk about that. Oh, go ahead. I'm Kathy. sorry Josh, go ahead. No, I was I was just no, going to was- say
0: um like you know you brought up um, Tiger Woods for example and y- you know these great let, let's just use athletes these great athletes they like they may have a coach that could be a phenomenal coach but maybe they don't work together well. And so I think that it is a balancing act of trying to find like who's going to work well with your business, your personality um, you know, just kind of like who you are as a person, um, like to use Phil Jackson as an example, obviously he knew the game of basketball, but one of the things that he's known for is in the locker room, he was able to like be that mentor and that guy to every player on his team. And that's why he has so many rings is, you know, it was, it was more than just having the knowledge of basketball. I mean, he knew he had the knowledge of how to manage relationships, how to manage people, um, and, and so I think that that needs to be said for someone who is looking for a coach um, for their real estate career.
1: And Josh, the wisdom behind what you just said to piggyback onto that is. There's more than coaching on the court to use mm-hmm. Phil Jackson and yeah. what you'll find. And I think Mark will attest to this. Once you find the right coach, you find that it impacts everything in your life. It impacts Um, relationships not only if you hire a production coach that production coach is going to identify those blind spots that enhance your relationships at home so let's dive into that and talk about identifying talent and what that looks like because you're right mark it takes tremendous due diligence it can't be that bob down the hall likes his coach so i'm going to hire bob's coach because you and bob may have totally different um, things so and you may one be motivated things,
2: by different things as well. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's not you, you, it's... And that, that's a big part of it because some people are motivated by pleasure, and some are motivated by pain. Mm-hmm. And so, and a good example of that would be: I had a coach that I hired one time that told me that um, I had to write him a check for a substantial amount of money, and if I didn't do the activities that I said I was going to do, he was going to cash that check and use it for whatever. You know, <laughs> that, and and my response to that was. I'm like to hell with you. That's not, I'm like, you're not going to just take my money and and just throw it away. I'm already paying you for coaching. I'm more motivated by let's see how this can benefit you and your family and your business. And, and, and I'm, I'm looking at what are the achievements as opposed to the pain of not doing the activity. And so Mm -hmm. I think you have to identify their coaching style and make sure that it works within your personality type. I think that's a big component in selecting a coach.
1: I, I love that. And that leads into the first thing, which is results. How are you going to achieve those results? What's going to motivate you and inspire you to get those results? My example would be, um, he's a great coach, phenomenal, uh, amazing results, but Mike Shashevsky would not motivate me to play better ball where Roy Williams would just say, you're also a UNC fan. Um, Uh, There you go. Um, but vet your, vet your coach, um, look at not only their reputation, but their results. And Mark, like you said, what is your love language? What is your love language at work that's going to motivate and inspire? And can that coach provide that in a healthy way that's going to get you? So you're going to check references. You're going to talk, um, to former and existing coaching clients and look at those options. Um, Step number two, and this is tough because I've coached for many, many years. And the moment I feel like someone is hiring me to be their friend and not their coach is the time I step away. Mm-hmm. And so step number one is look at results. Number two is hire a coach, not a friend.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's almost it's almost like parenting if you think about it. Like I'm my child's parent, but I'm, not, but I'm their parent first and their friend second. And I think as a coach, you have to, they have to understand that they're there to help you achieve something that doesn't always mean that you're going to like what they have to say, but their job is to push you sometimes out of your comfort zone and make you do things that you're not necessarily motivated or willing to do on your own.
0: But I think you also need to have you and the uh, coach need to have a relationship that, that he or she is comfortable enough to, to tell you the hard things. Um, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And to your point, Josh, if they're not willing to do that, then they're not a very good coach. Right.
1: Well, and I think the right coach understands that the the essence of the foundation is trust, mm-hmm. not friendship. You may have friendship as a result of trust. You will never have trust as a result of friendship mm-hmm. or seldom. Yeah. I'm not going to say never. But as long as you've got that trusting foundation, Josh, to your point, then even when they give you bad, hard news, you accept it because you trust. You trust what's behind it. Um, I know my coach is awesome, and I hate him for it, at identifying blind spots and patterns. And one of the biggest things that a coach will help you identify is to say, wow, this is happening. Has this happened before? Especially in production. Um, A lot of real estate agents may be um, discouraged at home. Discouraged by people that should be encouraging them. Mm-hmm. So a good coach is going to help you identify what are your patterns? What patterns are you living in? Right? What is what is creating the environment or the opportunity or the distraction?
0: Or the and so. Ways
1: are the obstacles. And so a lot of times that does become very personal. It becomes very close to home. So to your point, um, and a great point, Josh, it's gotta be built around trust, not around friendship and real estate is hard and it sucks. And a lot of times you just want somebody to be nice to you, but that's not what a coach should be. Can they love you? Can they like parenting? Um, but they have to deliver hard news and they have to be brutal. Um, Another thing is, um, third thing is sometimes don't look too far away. Make sure that your coach is close to your location. But, Mark, we're looking at some programs that we're developing for coaching that is on-site, in-house, within the brokerage. So yeah. the, the, co- the coach may be closer than you think. Do you want to speak to that?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that as an organization, we realize that there are so many talented individuals within the Realty One Group family that have established great business practices and also have a desire to give back and help others. And so what we're putting together is a program where individuals within the Realty 100 family can become certified coaches and coach other Realty 100 professionals. And I think that by doing that within the one family, it's just going to increase the level of success that our real estate professionals experience because they're learning it from someone else that's in the trenches, doing it with the same tools and resources that they have access to. They're just performing at a higher level. And I think that by facilitating that type of coaching in-house, we're going to be able to increase the per agent productivity for any agent that wants to participate. And it really just comes down to identifying the coaches, making sure they have the tools and resources to deliver coaching at a really high level, and then having agents join and participate. And we can facilitate that at a local level, which I think is, really critical to an agent's success that it's maybe someone that's in their own marketplace or even in their own office that understands the market, understands the challenges, understands the inventory issues that may be occurring and can coach them to success. And that's different than someone that may be in another state or another market or um, a different time zone and maybe doesn't have that same relatability. So I just, I think that that's something that we're excited about because we believe that that's going to help create a lot of opportunities for our real estate pros.
0: And I think uh, it's—I love the idea because it's—it's it's the idea of paying it forward. You know, you—you you, Mark had a coach that really changed his life and made a difference and created success. And so then Mark wants to do the same thing for someone entering exactly. the company. And so it's this never-ending cycle of success.
2: Yes, yeah, it is truly paying it forward. And I think that once you've experienced that as a real estate professional, and someone helped you for lack of a better term, get out of your own way mm-hmm. and really be achieve a higher level of success. than even you knew was possible. Maybe you believed it, but you, you couldn't truly visualize it. And then you achieved it. Yeah. The ability to do that for someone else, not only is extremely gratifying, but it's rewarding. And it's something that I think that many of us are just driven to do. Yep. Um, and so we want to be able to facilitate that within the organization, because we know there are so many real estate agents, professionals within our company that have expressed a desire to do exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I think, Josh, to start to sum this up, there are a couple of, of comments, um, and Mark, feel free to debate with me. One thing I love about Mark is we have a very trusting relationship that we don't always yes, we agree, do. but and we can agree <laughs> to disagree. Um, I think it's imperative that you remain concise and you keep things fairly simple yet executable. Because if you have goals that are not executable, they are a hallucination. And no one wins with that. Yeah. So a big part of what the coach does is to help put boundaries, um, not to restrain you, but to help you be successful. So I think the clarity, I think coaching and accountability brings tremendous clarity to, to, your, um, to your goal setting. I think you need to look for words from your coach like non-negotiable is this non-negotiable? And if so, what is at risk when you, Uh when you do not succeed and when you're not succeeding, how do we clean it up? You know, how do we get back on track and that the frequency of your coaching is at a level that it catches you before you get too far off course that you, you are able to recover. So, you know, honestly, that's the way you achieve, um, greater success faster, which we talk about all the time, but accountability is, is, is king. You have to be willing um, to be held accountable. And like we said earlier, to to get some bad news and grow from that and not be resentful and not um, shrink down. A coach is, is to lift you up and to keep you on the track. A coach basically verifies what you already know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you just need to hear it. it. They just verify that, the path is right. And that what you're doing is, is the right thing.
2: Well, and I also think that a great coach and I, this is where I think you and I agree, Kathy um, it's accountability. It's also focus. I think that a coach will help you focus your energy and your efforts to achieve your goals faster by helping you eliminate all the distractions. Yeah. Because I think that for most agents, when they sit down with a coach, they say, I want to do this, 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 And they have a whole laundry list of things they want to achieve. And the coach's job is to help them identify, okay, let's focus on one thing that we can help you accomplish quickly and get success with, and then we'll move on to the next one and the next one. Instead of doing the shotgun approach where you just try to implement multiple things because that's a recipe for disaster or delayed success for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think coaches are really good at helping the individual focus their energy and their efforts to achieve their goals in a more succinct fashion.
0: So it's it's setting realistic expectations, and then when those Absolutely. expectations become um, part of the norm, then you continue to grow, and you and your boss reevaluate, or sorry, your boss, your coach reevaluate what is next, what yes. else can be attained.
2: Absolutely correct, and they build upon each other. So a lot of it is building blocks. So a coach will identify this is a good starting point. We can then once we implement these systems or these habits or these tools into your business, you can then build upon that, and then you can build upon that, right. and it becomes um, scalable in a way that you can start to advance your career. And that's how individuals become top producers and top producers become team leads. Um, and it just grows from there.
1: And Josh, to, to finish up, I'll say that Mark and I are excited about change in the market. We're excited, not that we look forward to anything that could be negative, but we sure. love the vulnerability. We love the sh- the uncertainty of the market because what we've experienced, and coaching is a big part of it, is the market that we're going into. The other side of it, complete rock stars are made in this. Yeah. Um. The the people that put their head down and do what they need to do and and listen to coaches and are coachable, whether that be their broker or whether it be a coach, they will come out of this market and really have set themselves apart from the competition. Yeah.
0: I think uh, it's a, uh, I don't want to say if you can handle this, you can handle anything because it's, it's a market that we haven't seen before. Um, but you are right. Like it's the, the people that are not afraid to get down and dirty when times might be a little bit tougher. And then when, you know, things straighten out, which they always, always do it, it becomes a cakewalk. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. It, I think because these markets require agents to enhance their skills yeah. and their abilities uh, in this business, that sets them up for longer-term success, so that they can actually handle any market I mean, that comes their way, any to, challenge.
0: To frame this entire you know conversation, Tiger probably has played in some really really crappy windy weather, and I'm sure he shot great. And then when he goes and he shoots in a perfect day with no wind, it's you know it's as easy as pie. Yes, no question yes, about it um well said well i'm sure the three of us could chat about this longer and i'm sure we will um there's probably going to be many more episodes around this topic um unfortunately we do have to wrap this one up but um thank you both for joining me um and yeah stay tuned for the next episode
1: thank you thank you thank you mark
0: my pleasure We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details, listen to understand, not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.